when you get assigned a homily, you take steps to be able to prepare yourself, to be able to give a presentation, and hopefully to be able to take the words that appear in the readings of the day and make them relevant to your life and make them relevant to your daily routine. And there's certain phases and steps that you go to. Well, I'm only in phase one. I found out this morning after the 11.30 Mass that I was doing this homily today to replace the deacon who wasn't here. So bear with me now as I try to present to you the first phase, which is analysis. I almost feel like what I want to do is be like my wife this week. You know, my wife is, likes to really give me directions and things of that sort. So what I did was I did a special favor for her. I bought her a special chapstick, really beautiful and nice. It was made by Gorilla, and she was speechless. In the first reading. So who did that benefit, you or her? <laughs> it was a beautiful week. <laughs> I should have tried using that chapstick on Father Otis before he invited me to do this today. Well, I've got gorilla removal. <laughs> He's got gorilla removal, he said. <laughs> In the first reading today, from Samuel. You know, the story, as we can see, is about Samuel going and getting the, trying to be able to go to the house of Jesse in Bethlehem because the purpose was to be able to find a king. And if you remember your Bible stories, this was a significant time in the Jewish growth of the nation. What happened was, it happened, Samuel was not impressed when the first sons appeared to him. And I think the line that struck out to me that I would love to have grown on and developed even more was, do not judge by appearance. Great advice will always come to us from the Lord. I think that's important to be able to understand. And I think that to me is something I would have liked to have capitalized on in a homily. Because you know, none of us see quite as God sees. So it becomes very important that each and every one of us takes the opportunity to be like Samuel was, to take the opportunity in looking at individuals and looking at a situation and being able to analyze this and always remember the truths that Jesus has told us and all the things that we've learned from scripture. And I think it's important from that that then maybe we would be able to analyze like Samuel did and be able to eventually pick up David and make David the king and anoint him with the chrism oil the same kind of anointing that takes place with all of our priests at their ordination and when they ordained to, to eat through the priesthood. And we also know that the ordination of took place with David on this particular day was the beginning of the house of David. And that's a very interesting concept when you look about the story of Jesus and Mary when the census was taken and they had to return to the town of Bethlehem. In the second reading in Paul to the Ephesians, what happens is God wants to awake each and every one of us to be able to find the light. And the key statement to me in this is, try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. That's what light is, to overcome the darkness and the challenges that you receive each and every day within your life. The challenges that come from the world or the challenges that Satan puts within yourselves and to be able to overcome those challenges. 
To fulfill this, we must discover what the truths of the Lord are, is, and we must take the opportunity to practice these in our life, not only discover what they are and practice. This is why almost every homily that I give, the, there's some place in the homily, one of the first steps that I present is we have to take the opportunity to listen and listen in our life, be it to people, be it to the Lord, before we make decisions. Listen very carefully to what goes on. And after that, we need to analyze that. And on the words that we're hearing and that we're listening, are they equal to the actions of whoever's delivering to us the message that comes to us in the words? That becomes very important to understand, especially in your lifetime when you're dealing with people. The words that they present to you, are they equal to their actions? And it becomes important that we have to analyze that. And then after that, and in the situation of dealing with Jesus and going to the scriptures, when we realize the words and the actions are equal, bingo, here comes the light. And with the light, we can overcome darkness. And that's good and important in our lives. The story in the gospel, the man born blind, is a beautiful story. There are a couple of things that jumped out to me when I was analyzing this. First of all, the disciples were still traveling on the journey in their conversion and in their growth. Notice they still had some of the Jewish beliefs within them. And their analysis was, who sinned, this man or his parents? Because that was something that the Pharisees over a long period of time had changed and made people realize that people who had bad times or people who had, uh, were poor or people who were sick or became lepers or things of that sort it was because they had sinned in some kind of way. And who's to blame for that particular sin? But what happens is Jesus in return responds and says, neither. That was important to me to understand because in our lives, things happen to us. I often think about Jesus standing on top of a high mountain and looking down on a road and seeing people traveling on that road and realizing that each and every one of us has a free will. And he can see where they're going and what their destiny is about. But once again, they have free will to choose the turns and the way they want to go on that particular road and the direction that they're taking. So what happens is Jesus knows exactly what we're doing and he looks at us and takes care of us and be able to look at the outcome of what's taking place. It's so important to understand that what happens is the works of Jesus Christ are supposed to be our model, which is visible for each and every one of us to pick the road that we're going to, the road that we're going to travel and that's important in our lives. The second thing I thought was so important for us to analyze, how many times in the miracles in the story do people run up and go to Jesus and say, Jesus, I have faith, heal me, so forth. The man born blind didn't. Did you notice that Jesus went to him? And Jesus came to him. And Jesus comes to each and every one of us all the time. Are we there to hear? Are we there to be able to make sure that our eyes can be opened and the clay can be put on our eyes and we can wash at the at the salam and be able to get ourselves with our eyes open. You know, there's a lot of things within that particular story that affect us in our daily lives. Do we take the time and challenge to really look and analyze as what's going on or do we become so destined in our tunnel 
where we're headed and not look at all the things that are happening and the things that are being told to us and the messages that are being given to each and every one of us. The third thing that jumped out at me was the fact that what happens is in the story of the healing, the Pharisees didn't believe this. The Pharisees kept trying to find some kind of excuse to prove that Jesus was wrong. And that's only natural because they didn't want to lose their authority. Last night I was watching in a rerun of another feature of The Chosen. And what happened was there was this part of town which was called the Red District, where it was really a bad part of town. But as a Pharisee walked into that particular area, everyone stopped in their tracks and watched and opened a path for the Pharisee to pass by. That's a lot of power. That's a lot of ruling over at people. And they didn't want to lose that kind of power. So therefore, to them, when Jesus came and started challenging them and presenting to them the truth, they really felt that what was happening is that they would be able to lose their, their power. And we need to realize that when Jesus heals like he did on this particular time, the Pharisees try to say that he can't do that. He's not good enough and he was going against the law of Moses because he did it on the Sabbath. Jesus is really the truth. The fourth thing that came out to me was the blind man. You know, once again, the blind man didn't know who Jesus was. He just knew that Jesus was not a sinner. He knew that Jesus was one who made him see. The Pharisees tried to say that, tried to make it believe, people believe that he was lying and that he had made testimony that he did because he was a disciple of Jesus. The blind man was humbled. The blind man was converted. He was not a converted person before. The other people in miracles ran to Jesus because they had heard the stories and they wanted to go to Jesus. This blind man, instead, Jesus went to him. And as you travel through the story, we see his conversion. That's a lot like us in our lifetime. We go through this kind of conversion. And what happened when the Pharisees could not get this individual to be able to change his story, they threw him out. And that happens to us. When we're thrown out or we feel lost, we need to remember the fifth thing that jumps out at me is that in these rough times, once again, do we truthfully believe in Jesus and that Jesus will come to us? We need to take the opportunity to be able to say, hey, yes, Jesus is speaking to me. Jesus is coming to me. I need to be able to listen to the truth. I need to be able to see. I need to get rid of my blindness and my narrow vision, and I need to be able to see and have the light come in my life. My interpretation of all these stories represents each and every one of us in the challenges that we go through in our own human life. And Jesus keeps coming to us over and over and over. And finally, what happens is we, somewhere along the line, wake up. And all of a sudden, we realize he's there. And a big change happens in our life. And we begin to have a change of life, and we'd be able to travel in a new way. There is so much to tell people in our lives about Jesus Christ and all that he's there. Remember that part of our story is also to be able to be evangelists and to be able to sell Jesus to people and let them know who he was and what he's about. The steps that we have to go through first 
is look at those scriptures, listen to Jesus, listen to that message, examine ourselves, confess our sins, start anew each and every day, and follow his way. Remember, it says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We need to follow that way in, in life and follow Jesus.